is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Sunday footy talk, James Graham and Dobbo with you. So much to get through this morning. Hello, Jammer. We're going to unpack the Warriors and the Knights. Yes, we sure are, Ben. It's great to be with you on this Sunday morning. Also, hold on to your hats because we've got some predictions for week three of the finals. Wait till you hear Dobbo's prediction for the Melbourne Storm against the Pembroke Panthers. You are going to hear it here first. We're also going to be unpacking who James Graham thinks will be refereeing. He's got four referees in his headlights and he's analysing every single one of them. We'll look at that and much, much more. This is Footy Talk, a list of podcasts for Sunday with James Graham and Dobbo. Sunday footy talk. It's my favourite footy talk of the week because I get to do it with the great James Jammer Graham. Hello, Jammer. How are you, mate? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Ben. Uh, wow, what a weekend of football. The the atmosphere at the uh, at the home of the Warriors yesterday was sensational. Huge. Uh, I was down at Melbourne to watch that... Um, that really close contest that went down to the wire, that was a superb game to be out and witness live in the flesh. Let's go through the results so far. Warriors 40, Knights 10, 26,083 people there. On Friday night, the Storm defeated the Roosters 18 points to 13. So that sets up Brisbane and the Warriors next Saturday, 7.50. Uh, Friday night, Penrith take on the Storm at a core stadium. Uh, in the NRLW, uh, the Roosters secured second spot uh, in the competition, winning 40 points to 16 over the Cowboys. The Broncos, they are third. They've finished third, which is a, a huge effort for them. 46 points to 12 winners over the Dragons. And today's class, Raiders taking on the Titans. Uh, that will determine if the Raiders can win by 23 points or more over the Titans. They go through. If not, Titans secure fourth spot in the NRLW semifinals next week. Let's focus on the Warriors game yesterday against the Knights. Um, we'll touch on the Storm Panthers match after the break. But the Warriors 40, Knights 10, and from that Greg Marzu dropping the ball in about the sixth minute, it gave the Warriors that opportunity they needed from the beginning. They got out to a 16-0 lead. And to me, although I got back to 16-10 early in the second half, Gemma, I they didn't look like getting lapped. Oh, look, the, the, the Knights um, paid a huge price for their opening 10 minutes, 10, 15 yeah. minutes, where they were three tries down. Um, it it was a horrible start, and when you come off the back of a semi final that went ninety minutes, you can't afford to 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 start that way. You can't afford to start that way at the best of times. Um, but it was a nightmare start to the game. That the Knights they 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 clawed their way back in, but ultimately they they pay a price for. You know, a 90-minute performance against the Canberra Raiders and a shocking start, and it was just too much. They they ran out of steam um, when you when you needed it the most. And, you know, we talk about... Um, oh, we were there last week, weren't we, Ben, and how the crowd yeah. came, went out of the game and then back into the game. So the Knights are fully aware of the effect of, you know, that uh, swell of support, yet... They did nothing to shut up those uh, those Warriors fans. They 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 needed to keep them quiet, and they did the exact opposite. They brought them back into the game with their poor start, conceded tries. There was some uh, questionable reads defensively on an edge that some of those Knights players would uh, would want back and go for a different option. 
Yeah, look, I mean, the, let's give credit where credit's due. Sean Johnson, outstanding. Aiden Fanua Blake and, and that try that he put on. And, and you're talking about the instance. The gamble miss was it, it was really bad, and he's had a phenomenal year. So credit where credit's due. No, I, no, it, I, get, let me go into defence of Tyson Gamble. He was isolated yeah. uh, by a bigger man on try line. Um, I, I think it was Frizzell on his inside. Um, yep. That's been it was a great lead runner from a, a lead run from Jackson Ford. Some different shape from from the Warriors, which is good. Normally, um, you would have the the halfback out the back of that play, um, but for Newman Blake is there, so that's a, a play by design. It was a great line, um, as I say, from Ford, which is great uh, and got the attention of Frizzell. He's turned in, which is then isolated Tyson Gamble and you know Fanua Blake put on some fancy footwork but he, he didn't even need to he, he generally he, he, there was multiple ways he could have scored that try he could have just ran straight over Tyson Gamble and do your best mate and Fanua Blake would have scored it was just a fancy footwork that made it look even more spectacular um, but but it, it it's not necessarily Tyson Gamble's fault in my opinion yeah and, and, and you're right about that Sean Johnson very good um, all in all, it was a perfect performance. I, I would say I think that's the worst performance by the Knights in the last ten weeks, and I, and I mean that. And and sometimes, at some point, something has to give, and it just so happened that that they looked tired by the end of it, Jammer. They that they, they were exhausted. They've had an amazing ten weeks of rugby league. They have. Absolutely engaged their fans. I think four sellouts. We've been at Newcastle twice in the last six weeks. They've played a style of football that we've all loved. Caelan Ponga, but it just caught up with them last night. Well, yeah, but that said, if if they don't start so poorly, they give themselves an opportunity. We saw they came back to 16-10. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, once the, the, I think it was the Dylan Walker try, uh, which really just broke the camel's back. And in, in games like that, th- this is hard for a listener to accept, but um, you, you know it's gone. Yeah, that and, was gone. And, I mean, it, like, what, at that moment... Tohu like, Harris's deep, run, deep, Tohu deep, Harris's yeah. run was unbelievable. And well, then well, from there... Well, well that, that's one of them big... Dis- so referee calls out, I think, Kurt Mann. Yeah. Says offside. Um, I, I think if Kurt Mann had his... Opportunity again under coach's instruction, it would be just make the tackle, concede the penalty, concede the six again, we'll be fine. And we'll back our defense. It's really it, it's it's really difficult when you're in that position like Kate Man was, where you hear the uh, the referee say you're offside, you're out of play, and then you take yourself out of play. The best actual course of action is to ignore the referee's instruction for the betterment of your team, make the tackle, concede the six again, and we'll back ourselves, not concede a quick rook, and then ultimately um concede a try. Yeah. So but but going back to my, my point of being being in a, a situation like that, you can uh, you, you mentally you, you know it's gone and you know your season's over. Um and yes, you want to fight for everything, be professional um and, and cling to hope. But I think subconsciously you uh you you, you do resign yourself to the fact that the, the result in the season is over. Jammer and Ben Dobbin with your footy talk, uh, a listener podcast. Just quickly, uh, Storm 18, Roosters 13, um, before we go to the break, um, and they talked about it yesterday. I, 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 if I'm the Roosters, I'm still 
I'm still very proud of the performance I put in, but I, I am questioning how unlucky I am and how the rub of the green just didn't go your way. Now, I understand- What rub of the green? Well, well the Harry Grant knock-on, that's one. Um, now, the square up the square up potentially could be, well, you know, uh, he, Ashley Klein let that high shot on Harry Grant go, um, you know, that penalty as a square up. But the knock-on, and I mean, yes, they, they could have defended their whole way down, but those kind of decisions are pivotable pivotal in those kind of matches and you, you, they, you know they, that they are and the referee got it wrong but you know what as a game we've got to be willing to accept the fact that we will get some of these decisions wrong and I'd prefer, you know what I, I was um, so I was, okay I, I, so no, you, hear, hear me out I was confused on Friday night because I got what I wanted what do you mean the bunker didn't interfere but well, it should, what, have, it, it should have in those it, kind of instances. In which, in, in, in the high tackle and hip drop or in the knock-on? Oh, that wasn't a hip drop. That that wasn't a hip drop. Um, his, his feet were on the ground the whole time. Uh, his bum was on the ground the whole time. It, that, so that wasn't a hip drop. Okay. okay. Or what about the, the high contact with Harry Grant? Yep. Okay. Should have been pegged. So, so, I, so I, I, I got what I wanted. I, I, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say, Dobber. I got what I wanted in terms of I don't want to see bunker interference. I don't want to see Harry Grant stay down, look the referee in the eye, and say check it, and then he checks it, and then they get the penalty. That would have been, uh, but that said, it's what we've seen all year. So I can't. That's what I want. But what I want more than that is consistency applied. So I want to see that moving forward. But in terms of the Harry Grant knock on, referees are going to make mistakes. We've got to accept that. We, we in my opinion, Dobbo, we are obsessed with getting every decision correct. We're obsessed with it, and it's well, unachievable. It's, I can understand. So, what, so the, yeah. bunk, the bunker comes in there and says, that's a knock-on, and we, st- we, we, we sacrifice the flow of the game? I think in those moments, and, and, I, and I get what you're saying, and I, and I hate to admit it, that I tend to agree with you, <laughs> but I think in those moments where there is a stop in play and you're diving on the ground, the bunker has an opportunity to look at the replay, and, and in that split... But there was no stop win, in play. The, well, Harry Grant's because... Well, Harry Grant I've gone back ball. and watched it. Yeah, but I've gone back and watched it. There was a 15-second lay by the time he got up and the crowd and played the ball and everything like that and dived on it and all that. The bunker has time to review that quickly and see that he's touched it. And in the naked eye... Dubbo, we don't want that happening to our game. Okay. Where the, bun- the oh, okay. bunker... Are watching, right. uh, mate, be careful what you wish for, pal. Okay, Because honestly, right. Dob- no, 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 I don't think you do. Well, I do, but I want to No, you don't, you Dobbo. I'm telling you now, you, you don't. We don't want a game where the referee is on the field and every single play is analysed by the bunker. Well, and then go they back ma- to two referees, one in the pocket, one marching the 10, so they're, they're, like the workload's Fine. too do much. Fine, do that. Do, yeah. do that. Do that. Well, that might but be don't the have a, Don't have a bunker reviewing to the letter of the law every single play and getting in the referee's earpiece saying, that's a knock-on, that's a penalty, he's offside, incorrect play the ball. That's a ball, mate. You, you, we are going down, and I've done, an, I've done enough um, thought experiments and thinking about this issue very deeply that we do not want that. It's a worry. Now, can I just ask you? Can I? The fact that you've gone deep on this is a real way. Can I just ask you this? Four referees: Grant Atkins, Adam G, Jerry Sutton, Ashley Klein. Klein and G had the two semi-finals, right? I thought Adam G's performance last night sees him referee a 
prelim. I thought it was good enough. It was clean. I think Ashley Klein, I, I think the mistakes, unfortunately, I know he's been the number one referee in a long time, but surely Grant Atkins or Jerry Sutton are waiting in the wings to come in D- now. Dobbo, who cares? Well, I care because if it's going to affect this, you need if you want the best teams yeah, playing, yeah, well, you need the best referees. So uh, I'm asking you, uh, uh, who uh, do you mate, think? Who do I think? Do you know what I'm thinking? I, I, I don't watch a game of football and analyse a referee's performance. Well, that's where you're different to me. You're only half-baked. Well, we're going to take a break. Oh, hang on. We're, we're, take, we're not going to take a break. Yes, we are. We're not. We are. We're, you're, you're <laughs> analy- you, based, you, you don't analyse referees' performance. Yeah. You look at one mistake that they've made. I want to. You look at one mistake, one mistake, and you're trying. So you've never made a mistake all the time. Yeah, made a mistake by working with you, agreeing to work with you every Sunday. Oh, you. you. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna take because you've got someone that pushes back against you. Footy talk, a list of podcasts. We'll take a break. Come back with more. (laughs) Welcome back to Footy Talk, a list of podcasts. Now to celebrate the NRL finals, Footy Talk. Is giving away a platinum double pass to the NRL Telstra Premiership on October 1, the grand final. We cannot wait. Now, you need to uh, know the code word. Click the link in the episode description and use today's code word. Would you know what today's code word is, James Graham? Um, I'm going to give you a tip. I'm going to do it in someone who we work with a lot's voice. All right? Goodbye! You know who that is? Uh... It's you imitating um, our friend. Triple M's number one rugby league caller, Dan Ganane. Uh That's who I am. Yeah. I'm, gla- I'm, gla- I'm glad you framed it as that. Well, that's who he is. He's our I know. number one. I know. He's he our is. number one. I know. Uh, goodbye is the code word today. So listen to the footy talk on Listener, Apple Podcast, or Spotify until September the 27th to get the new code word and enter as many times as you like. That is for... You can enter an infinite number of times. There is no... It's unlimited. Correct. Correct. Now, let's look at next week. And I'm going to use Penrith Storm, a course stadium, Friday night, 7.50 kickoff. Okay? Beautiful. Beautiful. We know, we know that this game's going to be everything. And I want to draw some inspiration from a team that finished seventh in 2014 called the Canterbury Bulldogs. Yep. And what they did was they got through week one and then they ground out a really big week two win against the second place side. And you guys beat, I think you beat Manly uh, by a point. Mm -hmm. And then you had to go on and you had to beat the Panthers. And the Panthers were a top four side that year. Now I look at, Penrith and, and the Storm and, and Melbourne were very lucky to, to get secure their, their spot in the top four just by the way it went and there were timing, Newcastle coming. But Penrith, they won the minor premiership. What do the Storm have to do? And th- this Penrith juggernaut bidding for four grand finals for the three-beaten premiership, if they get that, they're arguably the greatest side in the history of rugby league consecutively since uh, the early 70s of the St. George and late 60s of the St. George side. But in the modern era, this is as as good a team as you get. What do the Storm need to do to win? Well, I think um, 
their You've best. You've been down this road. You've been down this road to get to a grand final so, and yeah. being the underdog. Yeah, yeah. The, so the, the underdog tag is something that you need to embrace. Um, use that as your narrative um, to provide motivation. Uh, if you look at how the Panthers have um, uh, have played these past what three or four seasons, has been uh, absolutely incredible. Um, there's you run out of uh, words to describe um, just how good and amazing they've been uh, consistently. However, you need a narrative. It's been proven they can be beat. Um, and I think Coach Bellamy being the master tactician that he is, um, I said this before, I think uh, you, you'd look to try and find a weakness um, or a, a, a slight um, chink in their armour. And you, what you might find is that would be um, Cogger. Now, nothing against Cogger. I think he's a, 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 a wonderful footballer, but Luai is out. So I think your best way of beating Penrith, if you're the Melbourne Storm, not necessarily Brisbane. Brisbane might approach this in a different way, but for Melbourne Storm to uh, beat the Penrith Panthers, identify that weakness, um, throw so much traffic at, at him, uh, double man Nathan Cleary and say to the Panthers, if you're going to win, Jack Cogg has got to put on three, four, five tricysts. Yeah. Got to come down to him. So you, you, you would, the, not the, not the lesser of two evils, but it's, you, you've got to make it defensively. So, um, Penrith don't go to Cleary and Yo, they go to Cogger. Or they don't go to Cleary, they go Yo into Cogger. So yeah. that's how you've got to set up defensively, in my opinion, for the Storm to have any any chance. Uh, they also need to shore up their middle third of the field. It's yeah, you know, one of the the real characteristics and traits of the Melbourne Storm for the past 15, 20 years has been their um, ability to slow down the play of the ball. Um, you know, the, the the identity piece as an opposition player coming up against Melbourne Storm were the fact that you were going to have to fight for every millisecond in the play of the ball. And we've not seen that of recent weeks. Um, they've just been uh, obliterated through the middle third of the field. Um, started off with the Brisbane Broncos and then I thought the Roosters did it really well um, last Friday and we're unlucky not to capitalise on a few more opportunities that were presented. So uh, they need to shore that up, get back to what they have been no known for in Slowing the middle third of the field because if you think, um, you know, Flegler, Haas, Carrigan were bad and then you know, Radley, Smith, Baker Boys and Collins were bad, wait till you have Isaiah Yo off the back of Fisher-Harris, Liotta and then Spencer Len, you coming off the bench as well. Sure. You're in for a big night. You are. Have you got a tip? It's early. Have you got a tip on that one early? Penrith. Yeah. And it could be... Um, it could be bad. It could be bad. What about you? Who are you going for? I haven't made a decision yet. Um, what, what do you mean? You've not made oh, a decision? I just haven't. I, I want to look at all the factors. What, and like, and I'm, like I'm, I'm what? Well, 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 mate, this, you, if you Jerome should be... Hughes is back, if Jerome Hughes comes back, that's a huge in for them. Yeah, well done. Thanks, Sherlock. So that, that, Brilliant. That, 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 yeah. yeah. Fa yeah. Thanks for the well, scoop. Mate, you're asking me to make an opinion. And uh, who an do you think is going to win next week between Penrith Panthers at home at a core stadium? I don't know. I don't well, that's, know. That's brilliant. That's riveting for our listeners. They, they want to call. Take, 
They want to come and listen okay, to I'll us. I'll tell you, I think, that, I think there's a storm upset brewing. Okay. But based on what? Based on, I don't think they've played anywhere near their best football for the last month. I saw signs on Friday night defensively that they're starting to come back. I saw signs of Munster starting to get more control with the ball. And I just feel that they've got one in them. And I don't know whether or not it's this week, but I would love to see well, for the sake on. of the game. You'd love to see what for the sake of the game? I'd love to see the storm get through. Why Why do you want the storm to get into the that final? It doesn't matter. I'm, I've just got an opinion. I just like the Melbourne storm. I'd like to see that. I like that narrative. So I like that narrative. Anyway, Warriors take on the Broncos. Uh, that's the Sunday, the Saturday night game at 7.50. This game... We saw 30,000 turn up against the Dolphins, fans turn up when the Warriors played the Dolphins. They come from everywhere. Uh, Queensland has the biggest um, uh, number of expat New Zealanders living anywhere in Australia. That's fact. So the hostile crowd that they would suspect, that there will be a very, very big support base for New Zealand at Suncorp Stadium next Saturday night. Either way, this Broncos side doesn't fear anyone and... You'd be a game man to bet against the Broncos. Uh, yeah, you, you, you've got you've got to fancy that. Um, the I think this is the the, the closer of the two contests, though. Um, I promises agree. to be. Hang on, you just said that you fancy the. Yeah, storm. I think Melbourne. I think Melbourne are going to beat Penrith. It doesn't. I so didn't you, put a score on it. Listen, hang on. Don't get smart. No, we're no, talking no. about the Broncos we're, we're, Warriors. We're, it will be a tight match, but Brisbane will want win that. Is people in this? podcast industry to be accountable Ben so <laughs> likewise yeah likewise but, yeah. yeah so if you're gonna if you're gonna spout off that this is the closest contest yet you think Melbourne Storm are gonna win then I wanna I wanna unpack that I think Melbourne will win by I think Melbourne could win by 12 <laughs> <laughs> right this listeners this is not a comedy podcast we're a serious football <laughs> Talking podcast. Go here. on to the Broncos and Warriors, please. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I just I've loved what Brisbane have done all year. They passed every single test, and I think that will c- continue on. I think uh, it's great to see the 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 involvement of um, Adam Reynolds in that real leadership role, where he's constantly having conversations with Reese Walsh on the field. Um, Reese is an amazing footballer in their middle three um, up against. Uh, Harris and um, Adam Fenua Blake promises to be an enthralling contest. I think that you know the, the crowd coming into it. You you could have sold this four or five times over with the the fever that is up there, the finals fever that is up there with the the Queenslanders and you know specifically the, the Broncos and obviously their representation of New Zealanders, proud New Zealanders up there as well. Uh, I don't. Th- it's going to be a battle for tickets, which is. Uh, what it's all about. I, uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. It promises to be a, a great game, uh, but, uh, but I think the, the Broncos sh- should just have enough. Um, I, I agree with you 100%, and that will shape up for a wonderful, wonderful grand final. Footy Talk, that's us for a Sunday. I hope you enjoy your weekend. The journos are back with Gordy tomorrow. Uh, you've got Gordon Tallis and uh, obviously Adam Peacock or Emma Lawrence, one of those involved. And obviously throughout the course of the week, we'll be previewing two prelim finals every minute of the NRLW and NRL uh, semifinals and grand finals. You'll hear it right here on the listener app. So download it today. It's free. Footy Talk on 
Sunday morning. James Graham and Dobbo, have a great weekend.